Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist Church, and I'm glad you could join me for this episode. In this episode, I've invited our Children and Youth uh, Program Director, Tiffany Bestie, to join me uh, to have a little reflection over our last year. Uh, This week is our final week of our 605 Children's Programming and our Youth Group Programming. During the summer, um, we take a little bit of a hiatus. They change up their schedule a little bit just because people are out and about doing vacations and things like that. We'll also be spending time in our camping ministry. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to um, hear from Tiffany uh, some of her reflections on children in youth ministry over this past year. And so I think I really just want to dive in a little bit and um, what is one thing that really stands out to you this year as far as something um, with the children or the youth that really was like, that was a high point for the year? Um, man, I don't know if I don't know if I can pick one thing. I think that my favorite things are when our children and our youth come together to do something, whatever that might be. I love it when our youth have the opportunity to pay it forward or backward or whatever you might want to say as far as the things that they are able to do for our kids. So trunk or treat mm-hmm. is a great example of them taking some ownership and bringing you know cars to the church and decorating them for the kids to come through during the Halloween time. Um, I also really like our Easter extravaganza. Again, I mean, we, I, I do a little direction with the youth as far as this is sort of what we want it to look like, but a lot of it is just them running with the ideas that they have and deciding what games or activities that they want to do with them. So those are probably like two specific times where, where we're coming together as a group and they're, they're taking, taking on the role of mission work, you know, and it's, and it's an easy place for our youth to do some mission work when they are working with our kids. And I also always really love our kids' youth Christmas mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, yeah. the way that that has come together in the last couple of years with preschool through high school age, whatever we have, um, all having their own sort of part in that and and they just do it and like literally on that Sunday I sit up there probably more for moral support than anything because they they just do a really great job of whatever it is they've been assigned or whatever it is they've chosen to do and running with it so those opportunities that we have where our kids are working together all the way from the littles to the bigs are the times that I probably enjoy the most. So do you, you kind of said that on like the Easter one in particular, like they kind of run with it. Is that something that they look forward to doing? Is that something that they've sort of taken ownership of? Yeah, I think so. And I think in a little bit, it also breaks up just the routine of regular Wednesday night activities, you know? So there's, there's usually at least one, if not two Wednesdays beforehand, where we're at least having discussions and starting to prepare for what's to come. And I, I think, I think that they like, we, we just talk a lot beforehand and afterhand about how it's so important for our little kids to see these big kids still being mm. involved. Right. And they've really started to recognize that recently. And these, these little kids, when they come to these activities and seeing these big kids that, that play with them and interact with them, it's, it's just, 
I believe that the youth really embrace that quite a bit. And they're always like, you know, we have we have kids that bring in activities that sometimes like blow my mind, you know, what, what they're doing for, for these kids and doing it on their own. I mean, they're not, I'm not just giving them the things to do. They're coming up with their own activities and stuff. And when the little kids see then those bigger kids, maybe on a Wednesday night, if a big kid comes in to help and they go up to give them their hugs or whatever, it's like, this is, this is what it's all about. This is why we yeah. do what we do. That was one thing I did notice over the course of the year is um, that there were starting to be more and more of the older kids starting to show up for six mm -hmm. or five and just wanting to be involved. Yep. And, and, uh, and there really was a sense of, you know, cause I sit in, in the, the Wesley hall when we're eating and I see you like when some of those high schoolers show up, those little oh, kids yeah. are just like, ah, ah yeah. yeah. So excited to see them. And I think part of that too, that kind of excites me a little bit is like, for some of our kids, church on Wednesday nights from five to eight thirty is their place. Mm -hmm. Like, and they're not. There's no. There's no. There's you know specified times of what age groups come when. But these youth kids are are showing up early on. They and they just come down into a room. They find a room to sit in where our little kids are at. And they when there comes time for an activity, they just kind of jump in and help out and. That that actually was not something that I ever asked of them, and and I've had some say, "Would it be okay if I came to six oh five? Absolutely, yeah, please do." And so it's really it's really great seeing them take on. You know, we've helped with this, we've helped with that, and now we're just going to jump in and help with weekly stuff. So that that's been again that combination of the kids, but but these youth kids sort of taking that on on their own has been really awesome. Man, I think it just speaks to the character of the kind of kids that <clears throat> we do have in this church. Yeah. Um, what would be something that people might find surprising? Like if you think about, and maybe let's start with the youth group. Um, you know, maybe people have certain images of what youth group is like and uh, what teenagers are mm -hmm. like. Um, what would you say, you know, as coming in as a youth pastor, and you've you've been in this role now for a little bit, mm -hmm. but still relatively yeah, new, yeah. what are some of the biggest surprises that you've encountered in this time? You know, I think my comparison is having taught for so many years, I expected it to look a lot like a classroom, the content being different. Um, but what I have found is that in youth group, they start to look much more like a family. Like it's, it's kind of crazy, the interactions that will occur between some of them. And it's simply because you know how close they have become where they do start to act like siblings and you have to break apart little <laughs> tiffs and quarrels and things. But yet it's always, it's always done in like true, um, connection between the kids. And so I would say, you know, when I was envisioning youth group, um, I envisioned it much more from like the teacher side of it and what was the lesson going to look like and what was the, you know, we're always taught like what are the goals of the lesson, what are the objectives and there are a lot of nights where I start down one path and we go down a whole <laughs> different path and that's great. Like I want them driving what it is we're talking about. I want it being relevant to them and we've we've been encouraging all year long kids to kind of step into that role of even saying prayer and that was hard right away. And a lot of them will revert to, you know, they'll do the Lord's prayer mm -hmm. if it's, if they're going to step up and do something. But even here recently, having them saying their own prayers in front of the group. And I think, again, that just shows the level of comfort that they have with each other and the level of comfort that they're gaining with their faith. 
Like right. they've just learned how to have that conversation with God, and now they're still willing to have that conversation and do it in front of other people. So it's I think that that's probably what's been most surprising to me. And I look at it now, and I'm like, why why would that surprise me? Like, mm-hmm. that's probably exactly what that environment should look like is, is where these kids are at right now. And I obviously, as a teacher, you're not giving your students as much ownership in what the day is going to look <laughs> like. But with these guys, when these kids are given that opportunity, they will run with stuff. And so they will take the conversation, whatever. And But it's always very faith-related. Yes, sometimes we get off topic and we have to kind of deviate back to (laughs) where we were at, but at the same time, they make it very relevant to their lives and they are making it very um, evident that that faith is becoming a stronger part of Mm. their everyday lives. So that's that's been really cool. They're doing that work of application and as you talk, I'm like, oh, this maybe explains some of the ways that when I'm teaching Mm -hmm. classes and things Mm -hmm. that, you know, I let the conversation go and maybe that's coming out of my uh, years of youth ministry and that's just what you do. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And I I really liked kind of the way that you talked about um, that there's a bit of a shift that, you know, and I think with our younger kids, there's some of that really young, you're just trying to keep them in the building, yes. get them used to yes. um, being here and hearing about God and, and learning. I, I remember when I was in high school, after I was confirmed, the first thing that they had, uh, I, I became a Sunday school teacher and they had us teaching three-year-olds. Uh, and what the goal of that class was teach them how to be in the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Teach them yep. to stay in the classroom. Yep. Um mm-hmm. But how it kind of, your goals and objectives begin to shift. And really, by the time we get to youth group, what Mm -hmm. we're really hoping to create, as you said, is that this is their place. Yes. This is where they belong. This is their safe place. Yes. And these are their safe people. Yeah. Um, And I do think we start to see some of that. I mean, I think what has made me the most um, feeling like I have a purpose here is that really... All year long across the board, we have had very consistent kids coming to church every Wednesday night. And there's hit and miss, you know, sporadically a kid might be sick or they might have something. But in general, enough of the kids are coming frequently enough that, one, we notice when somebody's gone. Like, it's not like there's, you know, the turnover is so great that, Mm -hmm. oh, well, they're gone again. It's like, hmm, I wonder where so-and-so was tonight. And we might touch base, you know, the next week or before the next week just to say, you know, what was happening? And and they, you know, wherever it is that somebody's at. But I think that when you have the consistency of kids coming, kids want to continue to come because they know they're going to see their friend. They know they're going to see their teacher. They know they're going to see whatever it is or the people that are serving their meals, you know, like they know who to expect behind the counter. And I think that's just, that's what we have to continue to do. And put into their lives at a young age so that it continues into youth and into college and into adulthood, the consistency of church regularly, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings or both or something, whatever it is, but just regular attendance. And I think that we're really seeing that with our kids. Like they, Mm -hmm. and I've, you know, when a parent will text or message and say, you know, we're not going to be there tonight for blah, 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 reason. So-and-so is so disappointed. And I really do believe that. Like they, those kids want to come to church on Wednesday nights for whatever the reason might be, whether it be the food, the people, the lesson, the activity, the, whatever it is, but they want to come here. And so that's that's super important to start instilling in them at this age as well. 
Well, and I would say that that, that's true of all of our ages. Um, We have new members joining the church this Sunday, and and some of them, part of them is is a family that has been coming this year. And part of the new member class, one of the questions I always ask is, you know, what brought you here? We want to hear your journey of Mm -hmm. how you ended up at the table, right? Uh, And for this family in particular, they um, were new to Yankton, were trying churches out, had come here for a little bit, were a little skeptical about having their kids sit through a church service, um, which I don't That's nothing to us. That's that's just common. I don't, don't, you know, as the mother of probably the loudest children in our church, (laughs) fine with me, but, um, and so they had tried another church and it was their kids who said, when are we going back to Mm -hmm. our church? That that it was really the kids that drove um, them to really want to commit here because the kids felt so comfortable. They found friends here. They felt immediately connected and they felt that this church was a church that cared about them. Yeah. And that was just, for me, the best. Um, That's what I want to hear as a pastor is that that people, that our children feel validated and valued. Um, And and kids who, you know, really want to be here for 605, my son um, is sick and won't make it to the final night of 605. And (laughs) I think that was more disappointing than anything else. Right, right. No, and that's, I mean... We don't want kids being disappointed, but if it's it fits because they don't get to come to church, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So, and I and I do believe, I, I really do believe that it is the connection that they're making with other kids. I mean, I, I know, I mean, I work mostly with the fourth and fifth graders, but we've had two new families join us this year that have two daughters in both families, and I I know that they continue to come because they know that they're going to see you know, those kids and the other kids that are in, in our fourth and fifth grade room. And I think our, I was talking to a parent of a fourth and fifth grader just the other night. And I said, I know our attendance with our fourth and fifth graders this year has been the best attendance we've had with that age group in a long time. And I, and I, and I believe it's because the connection that they have with each other and they just, they just enjoy being in, in this church, in this building. So that's that's just really great to see too, because again, we're just always looking for that to continue to carry forward, you know, whether it be youth group or confirmation right. or wherever it is. And the more of a connection they have with each other, the more they're going to stick with us through the years. It's absolutely true. That is the <laughs> likelihood of um, kids and youth that have friends that are here. Um, that that's a big plus. Yep, absolutely. <clears throat> I think we should touch on the fact that in both of our children and our youth ministries, we actually have a large number um, that are not necessarily members or children of members of our church right. that we are reaching out beyond our membership. Uh, and so talk about a little bit about maybe how that, that has happened or do we even know? Is I, you know a- <laughs> I, I, and I've thought about that recently, like kind of breaking down the numbers of what percent are members of our church and what percent aren't. And if I had to throw out a number, just guessing, I would say probably 60%, 60 to 70% maybe are church members, but you know, 40% that just come on Wednesday nights for our children's program. And how does it happen? I, I honestly don't know. You know, like, I just have to imagine that somewhere in life, someone talked about what is happening at our church and a parent said, well, that, you know, that sounds like kind of a, maybe a good deal. And who knows, you know, if they're at a church or what their church is doing at theirs. And it is hard to get a lot of kids kind of coming to your church. And the more we can have those conversations with people outside of church, 
you know, the more people, people do want their kids involved in a faithful place in a church. They do want that. And so I think also offering it on Wednesday nights has helped a lot. You know, we, we had our kids coming on Sunday mornings, but I would say that it was very much so members of our church right. that were coming on Sunday mornings. And since we've gone to the Wednesday nights, we've started to bring in a lot of other, even neighborhood kids that have recognized that, oh, there's people down there playing a game in the parking lot. And so, right. what, what, and then we know we'll talk to them when we see them and kind of let them know what's happening. And, oh, it's just right here on Wednesday nights and there's kids here. And so I think it's just a lot of word of mouth and... I think what people are saying is that it's just it's just a very comfortable, relaxed. It's not gonna. It's not if you, if you want it to. Like I said, you can come from five to eight thirty. But if you have forty five minutes and that's it, that's what they come to, and then they leave and go to the other things that they might have going on in life. So, I think it's just people talking well about what's happening and somewhat of the convenience that we've tried to help make it for the families. Right. Well, I think it's helpful to know as well that, you know, <clears throat> if we have 30% of our kids that that is the only thing, like that's a pretty, pretty, uh, I think it helps with the intake of more people. Right. Of, this is a good place to connect to our church if you haven't connected. And, and there isn't a sense of that you don't belong if you, right. if you don't, Definitely if you're not right. a member, if you're not like a card carrying member, not right. that we have that, but yeah. um, that really we are open to everyone yeah. to come yeah. and, and we rejoice in having people here. And, and, and that if you know of kids or families that, that are looking to get mm -hmm. plugged in, that that is something that I want you to hear. And the big thing coming up, and I would say probably maybe one of the areas that we have brought in some people is through our VBS. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And it is good to touch on that. Um, we will do our Vacation Bible School again this year. We do it a couple days in August, so it'll be August 11th and 12th. I'm kind of excited about the fact that we're partnering with UCC this year. Um, we're still hosting it at our church for this year. We're going to see how that all works. But I know that they'll be bringing in some of their kids that have attended theirs. But, you know, we do put that information out really in our neighborhood here and then of course we'll advertise throughout the city as well but we have definitely had kids who have come to vacation bible school as the first time that they've done anything within our church and then have asked you know what do you guys do during the school right. year and so then we're able to offer them the information and i do think that you know that wednesday night option is a great option for those families that aren't members and we continue to, you know, it's not like a drastic influx or anything like that, but, it, you know, we grab a couple people every summer right. that start to attend. And then, you know, it just, our, our hope is that it just continues to attract people and that they, that they enjoy it while they're here. And, you know, I think that we're just, we're just moving in a really great direction as far as our yeah. children and youth is going. Well, and I think one of the things is kind of an old model of looking at church growth and church, um, you know, sustainability or vibrancy is what are the worship numbers look like that that people are going to encounter church first in worship and mm -hmm. that's just actually not the way it is anymore yeah. that most people first get connected to a church either through children's ministry yeah. or through our mission and outreach and so to hear this and, and to know that our children and youth ministry are connecting and reaching people mm -hmm. beyond our church walls and even though they may not be in worship with us which we also don't know if they're not watching worship right. because we have that right. option yep. as well yep. um, but that is 
is the first step for so many people in really getting involved in the life of the church. And so it's something I really wanted to um, kind of put a spotlight on and recognize and help to understand that um, when we when we look at church metrics, we're not just looking at worship numbers. We're looking at who was involved in all of the different areas. and. And our children in youth ministry is really one of our areas of growth, our areas of vibrancy. And if you really want to be a part of some of the best, most fun parts of our church, that's where you need to get involved. Absolutely. And I, I mean, and and we're you know we're always looking for people that are available on a Wednesday night or whatever it might be. But it's it's truly like until you've experienced it, and I know it can kind of be intimidating and overwhelming as far as, you know, I don't know for sure what I'm supposed to do while I'm there, but we work really hard to always have a couple of adults in a smaller group setting as best that we can. And you very quickly realize that it really doesn't matter like what you know or what you, who it, you're just here and the kids enjoy being here and they really enjoy each other. And so if you want to, um, have a discussion with me about where you know where you might be able to be useful at. We can ease you into things so we're not throwing you to the fire or anything like that. But you really discover once you're here how how amazing it is. Like just how it's there we say we have great kids and I know we're probably a little biased, but truly <laughs> they're they're just such phenomenal kids from top to bottom. And when you have them in a setting at the church you just get to create these relationships with them that are so different than anywhere else that you're going to create relationships with kids at. And you discover that they just they just want someone that cares. Mm -hmm. They want an adult that's part of their life that um, they know is safe, that they know when they they know when they're here on Wednesday nights, that they're comfortable. There's there's nothing pressing They're They're just here to take in whatever it is that's offered that night. And even if it's, you know, tonight is, is fun night and we're just going to go outside and we've got a couple different activities for them. But again, doing that out of the church building, I think, is really important so that that can become just part of their life as they continue on. Well, I think it's that planting the seeds, right? Yeah. It's yeah. The yeah. Putting that, mm -hmm. that foundation in them that church is a safe place, that church yes. is full of people who care about yep. them. Yep. Um, so that no matter where life takes them, that that is the foundation that they are working with. And that's part of what we do for children mm -hmm. in youth ministry is really lay that groundwork. And, and you can be a part of that. Um, and it is truly a blessing. And, and the kids are so eager to connect. Yes, yeah, um, they are. And you know, like, <laughs> Just finding like, oh, you like you like hot dogs too? Me too. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yep. you know. And listening to their stories from the day at school or whatever, you know, it might be like it truly. They just want someone that will listen. And mm -hmm. if you're engaged and listening to what they had for lunch that day at school, they're they're just so happy to talk to you and to talk to you about themselves. And that's what they need when they are at school. Like I said, it's just different. You don't you don't get to really make the connections that you can here at night because it is a little bit more laid back. You can sit and eat with them. You can go out and play with them. You can color next to them, whatever it might be. You just have those opportunities to really get to know them better. And I, I, I know as my kids get older, I start to recognize like life is going to get harder for all kids and people and adults as they grow and knowing that they will always know that our church is a place that they can go to and be accepted and be um, just connected with a group of, of their own peers or the adults that are in the room. It just makes me feel so much better that when our kids are connecting at a young age, that hopefully it'll be the place that they continue to go to and 
they they need that mm-hmm. as they get into the teen years and into the college years. <laughs> they just need that space where everything just feels okay, and that that's what we're trying to provide here. And and from my own experience of youth ministry, especially in the teenage years, um, when teenagers believe that their parents know nothing. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> because yep. they do. That's yep. part of their development. Yep. Having other, having built relationships with other adults that can speak the same truth into their life mm-hmm. as their parents are trying mm-hmm. to do, but for whatever reason, when it comes out, my kids already, and they're not teenagers, but they love Tiffany. I think more than me. <laughs> Maybe not more, but no. as much as. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's already to the point of Tiffany tells them something that is like the most incredible thing, and I'm like. That's the same thing I told you five times, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. I think that that happens even more so as, as your, ch- your children are developing the mm-hmm. independence. So having a community and a place where they can go and have other adults yes. that they've connected to that are not their parents who they, and it's frustrating and I get it, but they're listening to. Right. Like that's invaluable. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I just read an article the other day, like a scientifically proven article, how when kids hit the age of 13, their mother's specifically voice starts to not be recognized as much by their brain. So I'm trying to give my kids the benefit of the doubt that maybe there's actually something behind it, but like other other voices that are new or distinguished from their moms actually engage in their brains better. Mm -hmm. So as I was reading this article, it just made me go down the path of like teachers and coaches and youth group leaders, Mm -hmm. like how important those people are. Because as as you said, I can say it, but literally my teen's brain is not hearing it. Right. And somebody else can come into their world and say the same thing, but because it's a different tone, a different vibration in their brain, their brain is recognizing it. So I'm sitting here thinking, Great, every time my kids are in youth group, they're not hearing anything that I'm saying because it's mom's voice. But that's again where we go back to It takes a village. It takes a village. <laughs> and and we are we always are looking for other adults that want to come in and help. And again, you don't have to have the right things to say and you don't have to have the perfect things to say. You just have to say, you know, you just have to be there. You have to engage yeah. with them and you and you have to they will recognize you as a person that um, is there to support them through everything. And then they might be hearing some things out of somebody else's mouth that's not mine, and my kids may benefit more from from what's being said. So, I'm I and you know, might. Yeah, I'm a little concerned yeah. that mom's voice is going to get tuned out, and that happens to be their pastor's voice as well. That's right, I right. Though isn't that kind of scary? Like I'm right. like, oh boy, not only are they not <laughs> hearing what I say at home, but now they don't hear what's being said at youth group either. I think Tiffany but, and I are just going to have to exchange yeah. notes and be like, okay, yep. I'm going to take your kids out for ice cream. What do you need me to yeah. say? <laughs> that way, it goes in and, and actually the brain absorbs it a little bit, but. But that's what the church is supposed to be. And when we talk about our baptismal vows of really supporting the parents and family as we raise up the kids, this is part of what that means. Um, And that scientifically, that's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah, that's 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 incredible. Right now, I know. So yeah, only more evidence of why we need we need lots of people to. And and it just made me think like if it's a distinguished voice. If they hear somebody's new voice, it might even, you know, like penetrate even more. So it's just, it's just important to have everybody involved and, mm-hmm. and, and, and hopefully, you know, as a youth group leader or as a children's leader, 
I'm not the mom to the other kids, so they are hearing, you know, some of what's being said here. And again, if you need to relay some information to me, that needs to go home to your child. <laughs> Maybe there's a better person to I, do that. I did that. have that happen. <laughs> I had a parent, because um, I was going to go to camp with their kid. Mm -hmm. Well, like, and they're like, could you, over the course of camp, just work in mm -hmm. that they need to wear deodorant? Could she yeah, just stuff like that. slide that in there? And I was like, we'll work on it. Yep, we'll, we'll, we'll drop that hint somewhere in there. We're not above then, doing things like no, that. If it yeah. helps, that's yeah. what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's what we're doing here, I think, is is going really well and it's heading in the right direction. And the the more we can have people from our church involved in doing what we're doing, I think the more beneficial to everybody. And the adults get stuff out of it, too. It's not just that the kids that are benefiting in the last year and a half that I've started with the youth group and children's has been even longer, but I know that I've taken more out of youth group than probably some of the kids at night because it just resonates within me too. So there's, there's huge advantages for the adults that are helping out as well. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for sitting down and visiting. No problem. With me. I, I put her on the spot, and, and it's one of those things where she's like, "I'm not sure I can say no." So, <laughs> right? No. Well, let's just do it. Let's get it. Let's do it. But I am so excited, and I, and and there's so much to be thankful for and to praise God yeah, for in our children and youth ministry. And I just want you guys to be able to hear that. And if you have questions, um, don't hesitate yeah, to ask, absolutely. and um, be praying for our children and youth over the summer and as we plan for the fall. Again, we invite you you to be a part of this vibrant ministry that we have here at the church. It's a part of what God is doing in and through us, and we are very grateful that God has invited us on the journey. Yep. So until next time, God bless. Uh, so uh, the 17th has been the final uh, night of 605 in our Wednesday worship. And so for the summer, we are moving to Sundays only at 10 a.m. So we invite you to be in worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, either in person or you can join us online. If maybe you're out camping, uh, you can uh, catch us online on your smartphone or tablet. And we'd love to have you uh, join us that way. But until next time, God bless. Thank you for joining us for this episode of What's Going On, a podcast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Wednesday nights at 6.15 or Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can also worship with us online at firstumcyankton.org or find us on YouTube.